I'm Natasha. And I'm Sarah. We're two girlfriends who met in the entertainment industry where we found the most important commonality, our faith in Jesus. This is our faith-based podcast where we share with you guys encouragement from the Word of God, different struggles that we faced as believers, and how we navigate being in the world but not of the world. We are Covered Covered by by Grace. Welcome back to another episode of the Covered by Grace podcast. Today we're talking all about worship and to go along with that, I actually just released a new Christian EP. So it's available now. I'm super excited about it. It kind of feels weird talking about it and promoting it because it's a long time coming, but it is out and you can listen to it everywhere you stream your music. So like Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, all that good stuff. That is so exciting. I was literally just about to be like, all right, we need to find out where everyone can listen to this music. And (laughs) I'll just quickly say that I'm super, super proud of you. And definitely everyone needs to check it out. And me and um, my husband, Adam, we're just like loving listening to your music. And which one did I say was my favorite except for you? I think that's what I messaged you. But then also (laughs) when I was listening to the other ones, I was like, actually, maybe this one is my favorite. So I'm not really sure, but I love all of them. (laughs) Thank you. It's been so cool to hear people's reactions on it because it's different than what I've put out in the past. And I know we'll we'll kind of touch on that, I think, later. But um, it is cool to hear like what people's favorite song is because they're very different. They all have like a different message. And what I thought everyone would like, it's actually like the opposite. And it's it's funny to hear um, people's reaction to it and what resonates with them. So that's like yeah. probably the coolest thing about music though, is that you never really know what speaks to someone and how it speaks to them. Because even though I wrote these songs and they spoke to me in a way that made sense to me at the time, whatever you're going through, I feel like music will kind of meet you where you're at and it'll totally mean someone something else to someone else, you know? Yeah, 100%. That's so true. I think mm-hmm. even for me as I'm listening to it, because I've been in like, I mean, obviously I have my struggles, but I've been in like a, a, a state of like gratitude and happiness and everything. So I think for me when I listen to it, like except for you, I'm like, it just makes me feel like amped up, like in a, like I feel happy mm-hmm. and like joyful. Yeah. But maybe if I was going through something hearing it, I would be like, I would need it as more like strength, you know, um, whereas yeah. like you know, but whereas now I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm in a different state. So it's, it's so true. It depends on what state you're in, how music is going to speak mm-hmm. to you and speak to your situation. Totally. To add to that, I just want to add something kind of cool is like, I wrote these songs actually probably about four years ago now, because COVID kind of took up a big amount of space. And I always forget how long it's been. But even when I wrote them, I wrote them about a different part of my life and different feelings. And now when I go back to listen to them, they even speak to me differently, even though <laughs> I wrote them and it was about <laughs> so a part of my life then. They will speak to me now in a totally different way, how I didn't even know I was I was writing them. So it's cool how it does that. <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, these songs are ministering to me. They to are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, we thought it would be really great for this episode today to First of all, well, I think towards the end to talk about kind of like worship in general and what that means to us, Mm -hmm. but even just hearing about your story as well, because I feel like that could inspire a lot of people because it really doesn't matter what journey you're on, like what stage of life you're in, because Mm -hmm. everyone is on a journey. 
Um, so I know that there was like a big journey for you with music. Like there was probably so much that happened. And just as you were discovering who you were and like your identity in Christ and that changed that changed you that then that changed the type of music you put out I'm sure Mm -hmm. um and so I think that would be great to talk about but I was just curious to know as well even like how the passion of music first came about like how did you know that you were like passionate about music or like singing and everything how did that come to be yeah so I was really really young I started dancing really young and then um actually like the first kind of moment I think like my parents knew that I was supposed to be like on stage in some capacity was when I was probably around two because I would love like Barney and and um, all those (laughs) Disney movies with all the songs and my grandpa he's passed now but he actually made me a little stage it was like a tiny little box it was on it was just like a little box but (laughs) it had carpet on top of it and I would stand on there every single day singing all the Barney songs singing all the (laughs) the princess song so I think at that age my parents knew in some capacity that was kind of like what I wanted to do but I I was also a very shy little girl and so I don't think they ever thought it was what I was going to do but they knew like in some way she enjoyed singing she enjoyed dancing and that kind of stuff so then I did theater for a little while like in my I would say between like nine and 13 and again I was very shy but that allowed me to like get practice in front of a crowd and turns out loved it and I knew like that's kind of where I felt home and I don't know it doesn't even make sense because I didn't like public speaking at the time Mm -hmm. I was never like the overly dramatic person outside of being on stage but for some reason that's where I came to life so it just always felt really comfortable to me so then from there um my mom and I record some songs and then we sent them out to a couple different people I ended up booking this crazy gig it was a country music gig when I was 13 and I was actually opening up for Carrie Underwood which is super wild it was at the Merritt Mountain Music Festival and she was like my idol then so I was so beyond nervous I don't even know how I made it through that whole set yeah but it was the most incredible thing and um, at the time I was singing country music because I just kind of thought oh maybe this is it because I like Carrie Underwood and I like singing country songs at the time mm-hmm. and then from there I met Jason McCoy who was a country singer from Canada and he started managing me when I was 13 and then um, all of a sudden I was working with EMI Canada which is the same label as like the Beatles and massive artists at the time and I that's kind of when the whole journey started for me and I started recording in Nashville and yeah that's kind of where it took off but because I was so young, I didn't really know who I was and what I wanted to do. So I kind of allowed people to direct that path for me, which makes sense at the time because like when you're 13, like how how do you know who you are? I mean, I'm still figuring out. <laughs> there's still parts of me. I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. You know, I, even though I feel pretty solid in where I'm at now, there's still things where you know, looking back at 13, how would you know who you are and what you wanted to do? Like, that's just crazy. So, and Mm -hmm. I was entering into like major record deals and, you know, people were kind of controlling my every move at that time. So when I was 17, like when I was about to release that project, a country project, I actually pulled the brakes on it. And to this day, I'm still shocked that I did that, but I knew it didn't feel right. Like it was ready to come out. It was ready to be like pushed but it wasn't me. Like I wasn't the girl who was going to be like a mini Taylor Swift and wear country hats and cowboy boots. Like that 
wasn't who I was. And I think even then that's like a moment where my career pivoted, but I'm, I'm glad it did. Cause like I could have gone down that route and who would have known where that, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe it would have taken me on amazing adventures, but it wasn't mm-hmm. me. And I'm glad I kind of put an end to that before it even started, even though at the time that was like a really big, bold move for me to do. And I'm sure people working mm-hmm. with me were like, what are you doing? Like the adults are probably like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> like you're um, stopping these songs from coming out and this could be massive. So that was kind of like one part of my journey. Then from there, I was really lost and confused mm-hmm. because I felt like I lost my identity because I was kind of starting over again because I, I kind of kiboshed yeah. that plan and said, huh, I think I got I got to start again with music. I know I still wanted to do music, yeah. but let's try pop. And I think this is where everything kind of like not went down the wrong path, but this was where I felt like I was being led in towards corruption and kind of like Satan leading the way of being very easily influenced in the music I was making and, and things like that. So from there, I went on to do the X Factor in the UK, which was really cool. But again, very secular, very <laughs> corrupt. We can get into that at another time. But mm-hmm. those reality shows are pretty, pretty wild. Like I remember in the boot camp stages, like right before the live shows, they wouldn't feed us. They would make sure like they were trying to get as much drama that they could. So they wanted people to be on the break of like crying and having like a mental, yeah, mental breakdown because they wanted that for the TV. Oh, wow. And so that was kind of my first taste of like corruption within the industry because before that it was pretty like normal and like, you know, I was so young, I didn't really see anything. But going into that, I was like, okay, this is so bizarre. Like they're really, really trying hard to make as much drama as they can versus like trying to do what they're supposed to do and find like a a good singer or whatever. So that was an Mm eye-opening experience for me. And I'm glad I didn't go any further than the top 16 girls because then again, I know that that would have led to a path of destruction, I think, um, because a lot of those people on those shows end up uh, breaking at some point. And so then from there, I came back to Canada and started again. And throughout this like whole journey, I've I sang at hundreds of sports games, so like all the major league uh, sporting events. I I would sing the anthem because to me, I didn't not want to sing. So even in these like lull periods where I didn't have shows and stuff, I remember my mom and I would go to three or four events a week. We would drive like anywhere, like Vancouver. Um, We would actually go out of the country like I did a lot in the United States. And I would sing for all these major sports teams, MLB, um, NBA, NHL, I'm blanking, like tons and tons of them. I think I counted and it. I'm at around a thousand <laughs> performances oh at um, these sporting events. But I did that just to kind of keep up being in front of a crowd because that's just what I love to do. So that kind of all happened. Then I signed with Sony Music and they were going to originally sign me to a pop deal which was just secular music, obviously. Um, and I was going to be a solo artist. And then a band option came in, came into play. So I ended up joining a band um, as a female, as like the female forefront, kind of like a black IP type situation. That was called Party Hero. And mm-hmm. I mean, we did have a lot of success with those songs and in, in Canada specifically. And it was actually one of our songs was just in a a Sony motion picture, the Mitchell versus 
wait, let me get that right. <laughs> Mitchell versus the machine. So it's <laughs> crazy to think what songs can do even yeah. 10 years after. So we just had a song from Party Hero put into that that major movie, which was really cool. But those songs, again, that whole band, like that wasn't me. It was all about partying and like having fun and being wild. And I'm yeah. like, just not that person <laughs> whatsoever. So I put on like a, you know, a front for that and I I told myself you know what this is okay like even throughout this whole time I'm a Christian obviously but I was like this is okay because I'm just acting and that does not have longevity when you're just acting and you're not playing you know you're not playing yourself you're you're playing a role and I learned that very quick and you know things didn't go well within the band anyways it just ended up kind of dissolving naturally it didn't end sour or anything but it just kind of dissolved for the better and then Last part of this journey is that I went on and I went back to country music and I'd had um, an independent deal where I just put it out with um, an independent label and that was pretty cool. I had songs on CMT and things like that, but again, that was not <laughs> not me and I think I had to take multiple turns on this path and on this journey to figure out and have it like really engraved into my brain like you cannot do what you're not called to do and like you need to be authentically you and Mm -hmm. I think I had I had to go through a couple different paths to to realize that but now where I'm at like when you are where you're at and you know who you are it everything is just so clear and there's no guessing and there's no pretending and there's no faking and it feels so much more freeing and I know like that probably happens a lot in the entertainment industry. So, um, and it probably in a lot of different uh, workplaces as well. Like it's easy to get caught up in things that you don't want to do. And maybe it's not even what you don't want to do, but it's, it's you know, you just end up there and you just end up dealing with it. But I'm very grateful for all those experiences because it's, you know, all those kind of opportunities were priceless and they've now made me the person I am. And like, I can say I've, I've, experienced really really cool things um from that so that was like a really long version of my journey but it was kind of in a couple different pieces it was like started in country then it went to pop then back to country and (laughs) now christian which is where i totally feel comfortable and i know i'm not going to pivot from it's it's where i'm going to be forever because it feels like it feels like home like it feels like i've arrived where i need to be versus pretending or or just trying because I'm trying to like grasp at straws and think like, huh, what can I try next, you know, just to see if it works. We are so excited that you can now find the Covered by Grace video podcast exclusively on Unveil TV, a new platform with inspiring faith and family content, and now the exclusive home of the Covered by Grace video episodes. Go to unveiltv.com and subscribe for a free seven-day trial and continue for $14.99 per month to access all the new Covered by Grace episodes, as well as the new films and documentaries from the Kuman Brothers of Unveil Studios. At unveiltv.com, you can watch what inspires you yeah no 100% I think that's good to hear the whole story because when someone shares their story sometimes I feel like or when we think of of journeys we're like okay and then it just went from here and it just gradually went up but actually there's like you were saying there's so many different turns mm-hmm. and um and through that as well it's like I know like you grew up in a Christian household like mm-hmm. right and so but I know that like you were saying your faith 
to some degree wasn't like fully like you were still developing your faith in God like in terms yeah. of him being in control of of your career and everything so I think that it's great that throughout all those stages it was like you were discovering who you were who he called you to be mm-hmm. but it wasn't you know we have to go sometimes down On those different own. roads yep. to kind of see like okay this is Satan guiding the way in this one that's or right like, Mm-hmm. this is other people's influence so this is me being influenced by the world or this is me just trying to do my own thing and then so when was the moment when you just you felt like God was calling you to just change like I guess when was the moment when you like kind of like dedicated your career over to the Lord or felt like I'm called in this new direction of Christian music yeah that's a that's a great question because like you were saying throughout that whole time that whole experience and it was probably I mean I'm 28 now. So I started when I was 13. So that was a long journey of time, many, many years. And like you said, I was Christian throughout that whole time, but I definitely was being led by Satan in certain aspects of my career. Like not, I didn't follow him, but because the pop music genre is so corrupt and Mm -hmm. I mean, even country is, I mean, all aspects of the music industry are to some degree. It's really easy easy to be influenced like you were saying so I I think I've talked about this before like I was relying on my own strength and my own decisions versus fully on God's and I think the moment where I turned and I fully dedicated my voice to him was after that country album I was completely broken and I just felt lost and I couldn't really describe how I felt. And I think this was just a pivotal moment in my faith journey in general. And I knew that God had something planned for me, but I I didn't know what it was at the time. So I really strengthened my faith. Like I really um, made sure to make it a priority because before I was very distracted by just like work, music, like everything. Like I made sure I was busy so I could distract myself from just everything in the world but I really made it a priority to to ask God what he wants me to do versus what I want to do or what I think I should do or try to do and I remember so this is kind of how the whole Christian album came to be but a a friend of mine I was working with her actually at like a modeling job and and she told me about her her ex-boyfriend who is a music executive and we met and um he he really opened my eyes to like what my why was and like how important it is to know your why versus like just trying everything that you possibly can and I think that really made me realize that there's so much more to life than just like singing about frivolous things and like and and that's great too but worship music has always spoken to me always and that was like that's where I felt most um, inspired most encouraged anyways throughout this whole time so I think that was when my why became clear and why I wanted to sing and what made me feel inspired and so we had some great talks and I remember vividly he had me sit in front of a whiteboard and he was like like what's your what's your calling what do you feel is your calling and what do you want to do like in your life and I, I remember one of them was like to encourage young girls and to help young girls those were like the that was like the main kind of thing that I wanted to do in my life. And then he asked like how music can play a role in that. And now looking back on it, that was such a God thing because 
even throughout like with Covered by Grace, that's exactly what I hope we're doing is inspiring, encouraging young women. So that kind of checked that box. And then with the music side of things, I really feel like the songs that I would come to write right after doing that whole whiteboard and figuring out my, my why is exactly what I wish I had growing up and like what songs I wish I could listen to and things that were like important to me versus just writing songs for someone else, you know? Because a lot of singers and a lot of songwriters, they get caught up in what will appeal to someone else, which is is great. It's great for sales. It's great for records. It's great for touring because it kind of speaks to everyone. But if it doesn't speak to you, then that's a huge problem. And I think that's where I struggled throughout my whole career was I was writing to someone else. And sure, I had like little tidbits of like my story, like if it was a breakup or something, I had little tidbits of that in the song, but it wasn't it wasn't directed to me. It wasn't written to help myself. So I think like after that, I ended up working with Trevor McNeven. Yeah. Trevor McNeven is an amazing uh, singer, songwriter, and he was the lead singer of the Christian band Thousand Foot Crutch. So it was such an honor to work with him on these songs. But again, we went back to like my why and things that I was going through and what I needed to hear and that's kind of what we focused on on these songs and when you do that it's crazy how like I even found like in recording these songs I didn't even have to try to record them versus previous times I've recorded because I was kind of putting on a front so I kind of had to put on a voice um, back then but when I sang these songs and I Mm -hmm. felt I felt them like they were they were me I didn't have to try anymore. I just I just sang. And I think that that was the difference. That was like a really pivotal moment for me. It's like, this makes sense because I don't have to try. It's just like who I am. And it's exactly what God's calling me to do versus other times it feels forced. And I think that that's like a good reminder just in general um, with anything that you do. If it feels forced or if it feels like uncomfortable or like weird, then it's probably not right. <laughs> so I think that God gives us a peace when we're doing what we're called to do. And that's how I feel now. So I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited about them. And um, and yeah, sorry, again, long-winded answer, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's really, that's really cool. Like you were saying, it's interesting because for a lot of people as they're going through their own journey, and I think that that's just a really good lesson in general. I mean, obviously we mm-hmm. want to dedicate, well, we need to dedicate our paths to the Lord. And and like he's so gracious and he allows us to go our own ways and just to kind of try different things out. Um, well, not try different things out, but he allows us to go our own way because we have free will and he allows us to to fail sometimes at things or be like, okay, that, that, that didn't work out. But then we come to the point where we're like, we kind of come to the end of ourselves and we're like, there's no other way except for god's way except for the way that yeah your way (laughs) except for the way that he's calling us um so i love that that it was like you were really called to to the path that you're on right now and like you were saying it just it just felt right um because you knew that god was in it so i think that's super amazing and so before we kind of just start talking about like worship and i guess what it kind of means to us in general um is there any like either like a specific message that you have or like um I, you kind of already said the lesson that you learned, but I was going to say the lesson that you learned like through even just writing, like, because I know this was a process of co-writing this music and putting it together. Is there like, was there um, something that you took out of it that you wanted to share? Yeah, I think like this sounds kind of cliche, but it's it's don't give up on something you love because I think that there could have been many times that I 
was just like, this isn't working. Like, this is not, this is not it. And, um, and still to this day, it's hard. It's not it, like, it's not an easy um, industry, like as it is, the music industry is not easy. But when you love it, it doesn't feel like work and it shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like work. Um, but just not to give up and really allow God to direct your path. Because I think like we were saying, and I know this has happened to both of us, Sarah, like we, like you were saying, we had free will and we allowed ourselves to go down different paths. And in retrospect, that's exactly how God wanted it to be anyways, because he wanted us to learn and he wanted us to fall and he wanted us to make mistakes because then he allows us to, to, you know, he gives us his hand, picks us back up and puts us back on the path that we're supposed to be on. But I think like, yeah, the main lesson is like, especially if you're in the creative industry, like don't give up, keep moving and I mean, there's still to this day, like times where I feel uninspired and like not creative at all, but you're going to have those lulls. You're going to have those moments and just use them as experiences to then when you are feeling at a place where you're ready to go again, write about those or draw about those. Like if you're in the creative industry, just keep going. I think that's like the main thing, but allow God to be in it Mm -hmm. fully. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like the three things that I took out of just hearing your story is like, well, the one thing that you said is for God to be in it, for him to, even like I say this with my business or to anyone who's starting a business or whatever the calling is, I'm like, dedicate it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like I dedicate my business, I dedicate my EP, I dedicate my career Mm -hmm. under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Like this belongs to you. You're my business partner. You have all Mm -hmm. like authority over all details and everything. And I know he's given us a mind as well to obviously make decisions but it's like allowing him to like be lord over it fully and asking for his perfect will um because obviously he's given us all different unique giftings that we are given to glorify god ultimately to to give him the glory um but the other thing i also took from from your journey is like when you were saying when you were 17 i think you said when you kind of like put a halt to that music that was coming out first of all that's really really brave because I think that especially at that age, you just kind of want to do what you think is going to be successful and and what's going to work. But I think that that's a really great lesson as well about not settling and not grasping at things when it's not your time. I remember when I was around 18, I don't know who this was, but I was doing like modeling at the time and someone told me the story where there was a Christian and I was not walking in faith at that time, but she was called, she was working as an actress and she got her big break and was called to work with Disney, I think. But she was like, oh, God didn't give me the go ahead and it's not like, it's not my time. And so she rejected it. And I remember being 18 and being like, what the heck? Like, how do you <laughs> Why say would you reject that? no yeah. to Disney? Or like, I mean, not specifically yeah. Disney, but to it, a big opportunity like that and I had I did not understand it at all so I think that um that's another thing just to take away that I hear from your story as well as like not to settle um for something that God is not calling you to do and not to panic because I feel like we kind of panic and we grasp at those opportunities because we're afraid that nothing better will come but meanwhile God is like if God's in it it's going to be successful and if he's not then it, it's not going to be successful in the way that you know he it's going to be in in the long run successful Um, but, and then the last thing that I took away from what you said is about knowing your why, which I think is so, so important. And I always say this to people, whether they're, again, whatever you're doing, starting your business, ministry, calling, anything, you really have to know your why. And I know a huge part of our why as Christians is 
is like is is incorporating the gospel into what we're doing of course because it's like that's the main thing but everyone is still going to have a particular niche a particular audience certain people that they're supposed to be reaching that they're called to reach and your own experiences and your own unique personality and giftings and everything that the lord has given you so i i totally agree i think that knowing your why is um is the biggest thing and it's interesting that you were just sharing that story about the whiteboard and how you got sat down and you got to like kind mm-hmm. of look at everything because like we shared in a past episode, I think when you were asking me about my coaching and I was sharing how when I did a pageant, that's when the Lord kind of, I had like my whiteboard moment where the Lord was like, you know, I had to understand what is my why? Who do I want to reach? What do I even want to say? And so um, it's funny that you say that because even with that, I've taken a bunch of those questions and I've created this like, worksheet that I'll give to like my students or to my clients and it's for them and it's called discovering your why or discovering our why and it's just questions to ask and to reflect on with the Lord and I put in it like pray and ask the Holy Spirit invite the Holy Spirit into it and like you know what impact do I want to make on the world what is the message I'd want to share with the world obviously alongside the gospel and just so many different questions so it's like that whiteboard moment mm-hmm. um, that I think everyone kind of needs to have yeah and those are really big questions too so like at the time when you first hear them they're like oh my gosh like I have no idea you know what I mean like it's it's hard because those are massive questions like you know what what legacy do you want to leave like what's your purpose what's your calling what's your why like those are huge huge questions and they can be intimidating as well so it's not it's not easy for everyone just to know that automatically but I think through prayer and asking God for that to become clear it will be and even like like I was saying about the whiteboard thing and, and helping women and young girls especially was my main focus. And I never really even understood. It's like I almost didn't even say those words myself. It was like someone else was saying those words. Like God was talking through me is what I'm trying to say. God was talking through me to, to write that on the wall because that's what I always hope for myself to have. Like is to have like someone who can encourage me as a young girl. And I think that when that was being written on the on the whiteboard it's funny now to look back on it like full circle with covered by grace and everything like that's all part of my why and along with the music and everything and it's just it does become clear but it is a bit of a journey to get there you know so that's also a little reminder is it's not always like straight away like it's something that takes a long time and I think even that's just with with anything in life and there's no overnight successes or there's no overnight revelations. I mean, sometimes there are, but sometimes there's some 10 hard years in between and lots of hills and valleys and lots of discovering who you are before you get there as well. Yeah, that's really good. It's funny because for this episode, we were like, okay, we're going to talk about like worship and your EP, but it's funny because <laughs> like, and I know that we kind of leave it open anyways to the direction of however it's going to go. Um, but I think it's really yeah. cool that this episode, we've been talking a lot about about your calling and using your gifts that the Lord has given you because like he's given you that gift of of your voice and singing and being able to like captivate an audience and songwriting and just everything. Um, he's given you those gifts to glorify him. So it's interesting that we talked a lot about like calling and, and using your gifts to glorify the Lord and journeys and your why and everything. And I, I think that's super important. So that's incredible. And yeah, I'm definitely very, very excited for you. Very proud of you. And um, after this, everyone will definitely have to check out your music. You. Before we before we ended, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about worship as well and just kind of like what it means to us. And the thing with worship is that obviously worship doesn't even necessarily have to be music. Like for, for you, like 
that is is your outlet and that's most a lot of people's outlets and we should actually always we worship at church but you know how you can worship in different ways you can worship god through different outlets different creative outlets so i'm assuming that you're as especially as because you're a worship leader as well at a church or you you worship Mm -hmm. um you 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 sing worship at church i don't know what the difference sometimes between is worship leader and being on a worship team but I guess that's the difference. Yeah, worship team. So luckily, like over the last couple of years, I found my home church where I feel so comfortable at. And I know I've spoken about this before. And they so graciously allowed me on to the, the worship team. And it's it's been actually been so life-changing for me because I have never been part of a worship team, but I've always loved worship music. And that's what really fed my soul um, throughout my whole journey is, is, is worship music. Like how great thou art, especially Carrie Underwood's version was something that I've always loved. Like that specific song is like my favorite song ever. And so, yeah, so just being part of the worship team has been such an incredible, like filling, fulfilling thing. And yeah, so for, for me to be able to, to do that now and sing worship songs, like almost every weekend is so amazing because they're like my favorite. And I know we're going to speak about worship, but how do you like to worship Sarah? I know like, I know you love worship music, mm-hmm. but is that how is that your biggest outlet, or do you? Because I know you also tried worship dance, and mm-hmm. um, I know we did an episode on that before too. Yeah, I was going to bring up the worship dance because we did the episode on that, but that's something that I discovered. I honestly haven't been doing it lately, and I think that's because I just live in an apartment with my husband, <laughs> and there's not always the space to be like I'm there's minimal move. space. Yeah, there's minimal <laughs> space to do my worship dance, but that's definitely something really, really cool to check out, especially because, um, again, like just as we're talking about different outlets, and I always wanted to be a dancer, but I was just like really shy, and so I didn't really continue with dance. And but it was always like I always like I want to be a ballerina and everything like that, um, which I will just be one in heaven. But here, I was I like, that. <laughs> I'm like, that's going to be my thing. <laughs> but I was like, here, when I heard, um, as we interviewed Hebecca uh, from All in Worship, and she does worship dance, and one of her things was like, any everyone is a dancer. And so I think through that, whatever way you like to worship, like whether it's dancing or whether it's singing, and a lot of people are very creative with like art or poetry or different things like that. So you can really express your like praise and gratitude to the Lord through so many different things. And I wouldn't say that I have one major one right now, but I have, I I saw this quote one time. I don't know what movie it's from, but um, I don't, definitely not a Christian movie, but I remember there was a quote and it was something like, I have so much, like I have so much inspiration or creativity to share, but I don't have, I don't know, I don't have any like talent to like, output it and I think sometimes Mm. not saying I don't have talent but I think it's like I want to do all these artistic things and I want to dance and I want to create and I want to do all these things and I think that through the way that I've been able to do that is is probably through just just doing things on YouTube and creating in that way oh absolutely but um just using my talents in that way with like filming videos or making things like that um but in terms of like actually getting into like a secret place and like worshiping the lord i think that it's just about kind of getting into the secret place and secret place meaning like you know your quiet time with the lord shut all the doors and everything light a candle Mm -hmm. put the music on can like Mm -hmm. lay on the floor and sing or again if your thing is like dancing or your thing is like painting or whatever it is but yeah I guess I don't really have like an exact answer right now for my specific one um but 
But I did want to read a scripture, which is John 4 verses 24, where it says, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. And so I, yeah, I just, I really like that because it's like, no matter what your, your expression of worship is, um, whether it's any of the things that we mentioned, or there's probably a million other ways to to worship the Lord, as long as you're worshiping in spirit and in truth, and you're coming to the Lord with like a genuine heart, then I think that's the most the most important. Oh yeah, for sure. And I will add that you're the most incredible director, filmer, like everything, everything <laughs> that you do. Don't deny how good you're at, at that, because I know you said that. You know, it's not, but it it is that you're so good at all that. So I just wanted to add that in because you're the best at all of that stuff. (laughs) And it's something that I can't do. So that's definitely a gift of yours. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's super fun to create things for the Lord. I think it's like sometimes worshiping, it can fall under, it can just fall under so many umbrellas and it can fall under that that creative um, aspect as well. Like you're just using, you're just creating and and. God is the ultimate creator. We're made in his image. So we're all creative and we all have different ways that we can that we can express it. But yeah, I think obviously music is a, a huge, huge, huge one. I think everyone loves music. So mm-hmm. I definitely, um, my thing is like, I like to drive and, and listen to worship music. And that's when I really hear from the Lord. I haven't been driving very much in Vancouver. So I think that's why I feel like my like worship outlet um, hasn't been there as much, but I definitely, I was saying to Adam the other day that I just want to like get in the car and just like drive. And like, I was mm-hmm. telling you in a voice note, I'm like, I would love to listen to your music and just like drive because it's so Aww. encouraging and, and uplifting Aww. and joyous and fun and everything. So yes, Aww. everyone should do that after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And if you do listen to the songs, let me know, send me a message like on either cover by grace or my personal page which one's your favorite? Because I just, I love to hear that. I think it's just so mm-hmm. cool to to hear what speaks to people. And it actually is very encouraging to me to know, you know, how it makes people feel. So mm-hmm. I love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And I think it'll all be in the notes of the show notes, right? That we'll have the links and everything yeah. um, to how to yeah. find your music, support and listen and everything. Yeah, so that is super exciting and I think that that is all for today's episode yeah thanks for listening and thank you to anyone in advance who does listen to the songs as well I I really appreciate the support so just want to add that Mm -hmm. in (laughs) yeah thanks guys and we'll see you on the next one if you enjoyed this episode we'd really love your feedback if you could rate this podcast and give us a review it would mean so much to us it helps us to continue creating more content just like this We really appreciate the support and we'll see you guys in the next episode.